What an electric time it was in Ford Field last night. You want electric? Listen to Brad Holmes in the elevator, the Lions GM. This was him as the doors were closing as they were headed down for the press conference. (laughs) And the amazing thing, Chris Spielman, who's like the most amped up guy in the world, is standing in front of him just stone faced. It was just a it was a I moment. know that elevator area because you have to wait. If it's after two yeah. minutes you wait for all the officials like Brad Holmes to go down. So that's amazing. And as you know, this was a guy that we got from the Rams and boy has he made a difference. Yes. Are you talking about golf or Brad Holmes? Because Either both one. both Either have one. been amazing for this Lions team. Someone who knows about the history of where we've been and where we're going is Bill Keenis, former vice president of public relations for the Detroit Lions for 32 years and host of WJR's Our Own Gridiron Wrap on Sundays at 7 p.m. Bill, I saw you last night. That was pre-win. How are you holding up? i tell you what, Jamie. It was it truly was unbelievable, and yet it was so believable. The And it was so much more than a football game, uh, I believe. It was just – it was a rallying point and a cleansing and the emotions that were on display by all the fans and the players and the um, the front office. It, it, it was remarkable. It's a night that – Truly, no one will ever forget, and um, and what a great night for the city of Detroit, and and there were, and Jamie, you saw some of them. There were so many former players that mm-hmm. came back, and yeah. I think that just underscored how important that was and how special that was. It's you know, Eric Kramer, you you guys had him on the uh, pregame show, you know, the last Lions quarterback to. Um, win a playoff game and to lead the team to a, a conference championship and uh they were just and Barry and Kevin Glover and just Calvin Johnson and just on and on and, and Golden Tate you know yeah you just on and on and I think that underscored just how precious and how special that evening was I think just going off of that John Neal of the Detroit News had this line this week yeah. that has stuck with me that the players on this team bear no responsibility for the futility, right? but they did want to bury it, and they did that last night. I think that's a great observation because you don't have that emotion and, and, and that support that you did last night without that being, uh, being real. And I, I, I believe they did want to, and they wanted to be there for it. And the thing that, you know, gets me and just the pure joy of the fans. I mean, no one wanted to leave the stadium last night after the game. I mean, people, people stood the whole game and the noise was deafening and it was a factor. It was impactful. And then after the game, once that last first down was achieved and slowly it was building almost like to a crescendo, the fans started to realize, Oh my gosh, we can just take a knee here. It's victory formation. Yeah. How big is that? There was that moment right. when we were all doing the math in our heads, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going, right. oh, my God, okay. they got it. Jerry Goff himself said he didn't quite know when the first down was yeah. hit. Because yeah. we've, been, we've been trained not to trust clocks here, right? <laughs> not to trust yeah. anything. Yeah. And so, Guy, like like you said, we were. it was just a slow rumble that 
you know, developed into a crescendo and a roar. And, and the fans, were, I'm sure there was a lot of tears there last night, too. I mean, the fans were so incredible. And yet, like I said, after the game, they didn't want to leave. They wanted to soak it up uh, as much as they could. And then, and then, you know, probably a portent of, of how wonderful an evening it was going to be happened earlier with, uh, with Green Bay, you know, beating Dallas. Yes. And so we get to do it all over again next week. And when have you ever thought that a, a Lions fan would say, let's go Packers, because that's what every Lions fan is going to say this week. Mm. Because that's- if Green Bay beats San Francisco, right, and the Lions take care of business, there'll be a third game. I got to say, the Packers were a little scary yesterday. Oh, I know. They, yeah, they, all of a sudden, uh, Jordan loves really good. Yeah. Yeah, he he has been what they thought he was uh, when they drafted him. And uh, to go down in Dallas, where Dallas uh, has played very well at home this year, as everyone knows, and uh, their Achilles heel was on the road. But, golly, the, the Packers really look good. And uh, they're going out to San Francisco, and those coaches come from the same tree, both head coaches with the 49ers and the Packers. And it's going to be – Interesting, again, um, not to get ahead of ourselves as uh, Lions fans, but uh, this this year has been special from the opening game, going to Kansas City and winning, and why not, you know, the, the magical mystery tour, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, continues, and it's it's just been incredible. And last night, as everyone will attest to, one for the ages. Uh, Bill, I think they're a little ahead of schedule, these Lions. I, I don't know if anyone expected this this early into this regime, but a lot of people are playing Dan Campbell bites from when he first got here and how he's like, you got to trust me. We're going to go on this journey together. I mean, the kneecap thing's coming up again, but people bought in to this coach and look where they are. Yeah, and most importantly, the players did and the organization did. And he is as genuine and as real. I keep... Over the last couple of years, I, I keep hearing the, the term, he is so real. He is what he is, and he doesn't apologize. He doesn't, you know, put on a mask for certain situations. He is Dan Campbell. And uh, yeah. and the players, when you have players that believe in a coach and want to be coached hard, and he coaches them hard, um, and then you just have, you know, football is the ultimate the the sum of the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. And the Lions have great parts. But collectively, as a unit, anything can be accomplished. And they're proving that. And again, Jamie, you hit on it. Dan Dan has led that charge. He has instilled that in each of the players. And they've responded. And, um, and you know, <laughs> games and evenings like last night are, are now, you know, real. And uh, not only a possibility, but perhaps a probability. So, Bill, I know you, you were were close with Matt Stafford when he was here. I yeah. got to tell you, the LA media can't say that he didn't give his all against his former team. Well, well he's I mean, tough. He was t- he showed such toughness yesterday. He really did, and he was. And I think, in a way, the end of the game was almost appropriate because. Rams get the ball on what their eight yard line and he leads them right down the field late in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And I know everybody there thinking, Oh no, another one of these. Cause he had so many when he played for us, mm-hmm. so many fourth quarter comebacks. 
And they got down to the 34-yard line. And if it weren't for a holding call, um, assuming they didn't they didn't convert, that's a 51-yard, 52-yard field goal, which today is very makeable. And uh, so, yeah, he was he he did everything he could, and uh, and the Rams played well. Yeah. I mean, you got to give them credit; they they played really well, but not well enough. And well, the the hookup between Matt and Nakua. Just amazing. They clearly have chemistry. Yeah, and, it, and I mean, where where that that young man come from? I mean, he is burst on the scene, and uh, so the Rams are well positioned for uh, for the future. But so are the Lions, and um, that was just such a classic game, and so many storylines to it. With you know Brad Holmes, as you mentioned earlier, the former Rams uh, personnel executive and Matthew coming back and Jared Goff going against his former team. And the fans were so supportive of Jared and players know that they feel that, you know, yeah, they're locked in, they're zoned in when they're on the field, but they feel it and they know it and they're human. So that has an impact that has an effect on every player on that field. And it it was really wonderful to hear after the game, is it's just the unselfishness of of the Lions players that were being interviewed. They're giving credit to everybody but themselves, and uh, every all the teammates and to Jared, and and uh, that's when you know you have a special team when uh, yeah. they want to win for each other, they want to play for each other, and and again, you know, kudos to Dan Campbell for creating that environment yeah. amongst his players. They absolutely. Be, uh, bit some kneecaps, if you will. It was, <laughs> yeah, last night was perfection. The kneecap culture. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah no okay. Doubt. Well, I, thank you so much, Bill, for your perspective sure. on this. And we got more games to talk about, so we'll call you again. Yeah. Great. Sounds good. All right, guy. All right, Jamie. Yeah. Uh, Been there for the bitter, and that makes the sweet even yeah, sweeter, exactly, doesn't it? Exactly. Uh, when we come back, I'll be talking with Jason Rowe on this day of the Iowa caucuses. The national media will tell you they're critical. They're going to be hyperventilating. Are they overselling it? We'll check in with Jason Rowe next on JR Morning. But now, Ion Engineering, brought to you by Tajan Automotive Technologies, the formula for better mobility. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration has taken a significant step toward mandating technology to prevent impaired driving. The primary question now is which technology to detect alcohol or drug impairment can get the job done. Issuing what is called an Advanced Notice of Proposed Rulemaking, the administration cited the more than 13,000 people killed in drunk driving crashes in 2021. The Automotive Coalition for Traffic Safety has been investigating both breath and touch-based systems to determine a driver's blood alcohol content, and companies from Asahi Kase to Gentex and Magna are also working the problem. The focus right now is on alcohol, but as more states legalize marijuana, that will need inclusion. Volvo, with its 2024 EX90, is among the first OEMs to deploy cabin sensors to monitor potential driver intoxication. For SAE International, I'm Chris Klontz, and that's an eye on engineering.